0: Good morning, Vietnam. All right, we are back for another episode of the Biscuit Head Podcast. Welcome back. My name is Matthew Adams Foster. I'm one of your co-hosts, and my other co-host is Jake Wood. Jake Wood. Live. Special guest tonight. He's a new face to the podcast. One of our good buddies, Zane Austin Kelly. Since Zane, we're Saying full names. I don't know why I got on a full name kick, but yeah, I started my name saying full. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I got
1: I got four first names: Zane, Austin, Kelly, and when you put them together, it's Zach. Hmm. Wow. Or Kane Ricky Bob.
0: We call you Kanez a lot. Yeah,
1: other known as, otherwise known as Kane
0: Zully. But Kane Zelly's our local cowboy. And uh like like Jake has has been telling me about and like we learned last year, you're new to duck hunting you know and we're going to talk a little bit about I'm pretty new in. to just hunting in general Yeah I mean yeah. but you did some hog hunting back in the day didn't
1: you no. I thought
0: you were telling me about being in a deer stand or something I don't know maybe I'm thinking of someone I've else
1: I've killed one deer
0: Dove and I've gone dove hunting That's what I was a maybe
1: of. total of like 3 times Yeah but
0: before. hey you're getting into it and now you've been duck hunting with us a good bit you know yeah. decent amount running a camera mostly
1: Yeah I'm the
2: finally somebody else can get some cool pictures of me yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah Jake's,
0: Jake's got a photographer of himself now. He's not just the photographer anymore. But, uh, yeah, you're brand new to it, you know, in a sense, Very. especially duck hunting. And so we figured you'd be perfect to have on, on a podcast, that we're talking about what it takes to get into duck hunting because we've had some some people reach out to Jake asking, you know, hey, just throw some basics out there. Y'all talking about hunting, but y'all are, you know, My kind of boss man, advanced, your old boss man especially. But, you know, we figured we get on here and just hit the basics real quick. So... Sounds Same. Anything we can manage that? Well, hey, real quick, Jake, can you just of the intro music? Gotcha. So, Zane, you want to go ahead and hit us with the first question?
1: Okay, so, and when y'all told me we were going to do this, I had one question that just immediately jumped into my head because I've been asking y'all about it for like (laughs) the last month and a half because it really does interest me in something that I'm curious about.
0: Well, you asked me, and I was like, oh, man, I feel like Zane's been hunting with us a lot longer than that. I feel like he should know that.
2: <laughs> hey, you've asked me a time or two also. No,
1: yeah.
0: because every time I go hunting,
1: uh, I went duck hunting with y'all, I wore uh, my dad's coverall, insulated coveralls that are tan. Mm-hmm. Carhartt. Carhartt. Yeah. And a solid green insulated jacket that yeah. I used, that I just ranched in, that I worked cows
2: in. See, but honestly, like, there's nothing wrong with that.
0: I was about to say, you're about to m- allow Jake to make a great point here.
2: Yeah. Like, I I know a lot of people that they will refuse to wear camo.
0: Yeah, but that
1: leads me into the question that I was going to ask is, like, what types of camo are, like, better, and what's the difference in the different camos depending on what you're hunting?
2: It all varies. Do you want to touch on it first, Adam? No, you go ahead unless you want to. I mean, you look at, like, this, like, this camo right here, this is duck camp. Then you have that camo right there. I mean, that's drag max four camo. And it all kind of depends on like I'd say your setting, cause you don't want to wear you don't want to wear a max four camo like that with all the cattails if you're hunting in flooded timber. Like it's not gonna. You kind of want to wear either flooded like timber camo or you want to wear a darker color rather than you going in cattails. Yeah, a tan car heart might match a little bit better. Or if you're field hunting, um, you can wear. You you don't want to wear timber i guess you could say you, you kind of want to wear a what'd you say out of a medium kind of color that yeah i mean match it, your you want to you want to wear
0: the the what are they called not pastel it's it's just the basic black gray i guess if there's no white kind of like your dark basic colors your basic dark colors gotcha you know your browns your your natural things you're gonna see in a cornfield the natural things you're gonna see well and that's like you know in the timber
1: when i went and helped you guide the dove hunt that one old boy was wearing a oh. shirt full of sunflowers. Well, yeah, like. I'm probably
0: the wrong person to ask about Dove because honestly, it, whenever I'm Dove hunting, I'm wearing some, I guess I wear tan pants. You wear
1: tan pants? Yeah. I wear and them you wore because they're my favorite. And a pants. brown t shirt. Yeah, what you I wear the wearing. Drake
0: canvas pants and a black t shirt, and it had neon green on it. but that all goes to say, when it comes to dove, I really don't think it's too important to be wearing. You're sitting on a stool in the middle of a field half the time anyway. I don't think it really. If those birds can see very well, they're gonna see you sitting there. Mm -hmm. They're just dove. There's there's so many of them. They get hatched every year. They're brand new. They're stupid. Okay, you you don't really need camo necessarily. Hunt dove. At least that's what I believe. Some people like to be head to toe and pass out in the field from heat exhaustion. Yeah, we saw that happen. So I don't suggest doing that. But uh, to Your camo question, yes, mimic your surroundings, like Jake was saying. If you're in the timber, wear darker clothes. You know, it doesn't necessarily be. But you can do your timber.
1: On that last little podcast I listened to,
2: matching your hide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, mimicking what you're in. And but the other thing I would say is, ninety percent of the time when you're duck hunting, unless you are, you know, hiking in somewhere and you can't get a blind, a portable blind to it, or you don't have a blind built somewhere, or you're having to stand by a tree. Or hiding some cattails, nine percent of the time You're covered. You're covered. Gotcha. You've got a blind neck down, or really should be head down. You know, everything's covered. There should be the like only time you that's the calling bird, could yeah. be up. The only time the bird should ever see anybody is the top of the guide's head or the top of whoever's head that's watching the birds working the birds. That's all you should really ever see. So in that point in case, you only need to wear a hat that's camo. You know, and so there's one way to look at it. There's a lot of guys that just wear the brown flannels, the black flannels, whatever it may be, and some, you know, I I have fully black waiters. We'll
2: say you're waiters, yeah.
0: You know, and so, I I don't think it's something to really worry a whole lot about. You can kill birds in a cornfield with with some timber camo if you've got you know a blind. You well, know, Matt Taylor to cover you
2: refuses up. to wear camo. Only wears Only flannel. flannels.
0: I like it. It's it's kind of the hipster thing to do now, and I kind of like it. But no, I mean, it's it's not that big of a deal, you know, in that sense. But yeah. Match what you're what you're in. You know, if you're hunting cattails all your life, get some mossy oak blades. You know, if you're hunting timber all your life, use timber camo. You gotcha. know, but it, it's completely up to you. Don't and stress your situation. over it though. Yeah,
2: and and you know what I, oh well I might be hunting this and go buy ten different outfits of camo. <laughs> Half my camo is all mixed match. Oh mm. yeah, because I know I'm hunting in a in a panel blind where I'm warm. That's all I care about. You know what I mean?
0: I gotcha. So. I think that I think that just about covers it, you know. But yeah. Question number 2. Question number 2. Let's hear
1: it. Is the difference in the shells because I've bought lead my I've shot skeep and right. shot dove with lead.
0: I'm glad you I'm glad you uh, elaborated on that.
1: In what way? I thought <laughs> you were going
2: to say, yeah, I've gone duck with lead before. No. Yeah.
1: Because okay. this was made very clear to me that uh yeah to shoot steel. Waterfowl is steel. And I I never went and bought any shells. I bought them off of you, Adam. You or yeah. Kane is who I bought my because I didn't shoot much anyways. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I just bought them off of y'all. But like the difference from the lead to the steel to the three inch to the two and three quarter to the people that like shoot like three, three and, and a, and a quarter Yeah, th- and the big some bitches that kick. And then just like Oh, what, like the shot amount, like they're called, it's like.
2: It's the size of your BB. Yeah. Yeah. You got two shot.
0: The higher the number, to explain that real quick, the higher number shot, the smaller BB you're going to have. Got it. So there's like. Does
1: that mean there's more BBs in it? Yes. Okay. So there's
0: like double T, T shot, BB, B shot, you know, so on and so forth. Then it goes to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Gotcha. Um, kind of deal. And so, yeah, your dove loads, since they're so quick and small, you want more BBs to cover more area and you don't need as big of a pellet. So you shoot sevens, eights, whatever it is. So it's going to be more BBs, smaller shot kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you get bigger as you get into bigger waterfowl and whatnot. But yeah, that's to explain that. But yes, you have to have steel, Yeah, you know, like you said, was there any other part to that question at all? But or yeah, I
2: got something to add on that. I mean, obviously this you want to you want it's so ass backwards but you want to try to think of the best way to say it i hire a, a two shot for a bigger bird whatever you know what i'm saying here yeah yeah but i know guys that will shoot four shot at cranes because there's more bb's flying at them so the chances of hitting them but those guys that are shooting that are also shooting a uh like a boss or something like that. Yeah. Where
1: a very high-powered shell. Very
2: high-powered. Well, in a different material, it's copper-plated bismuth. So it oh, hits them harder. Oh, shoot, that's right. I it's not just regular old steel.
0: People have been trying to get around the steel for years, and so now we're hitting tungsten. bismuth, tungsten, stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I thought, we watched a video, and I was like, well, that's interesting. Like, are, yeah. I didn't know if that was, like, the regulations, because I know we're supposed to hunt. You're not supposed to hunt waterfowl with lead. lead. Yeah.
0: So... So, and the reason for that is because lead is toxic to the water. Correct. And so they believe it will poison them. But then the other, the problem with that is steel is less malleable than lead is. And so lead, what it does whenever it hits the duck, it's going to kind of break up and that allows it to go into the bird, allows it to break up, make more mess. It's like an explosive round, very small, obviously. Like a hollow point type? Yeah, kind of, of situation, Pants right? It can break up, and, yeah. Gotcha. Um, it can move, you know, it's bendable, whereas steel is not as much, and so it doesn't hit as harder. because whenever that malleable metal hits the bird, it the impact is bigger, in the sense, because it's going to, you know, kind of lay out, and so, whereas a steel shot's going to go right through them, you know, in a sense. And so if mm-hmm. you only have three pellets hit this, this goose, and then they all hit them in the top right shoulder... You know he may still be able to fly and keep on going. He may live, whereas if you do that with some lead shot, you know, even the pellets that hit his feathers, they're gonna break something. Yeah, like even the, more than when likely. The,
1: when we went and hunt the other day, like, we swore we hit this one bird like three oh, times. Goose. Oh, the goose! And
0: all three of us shot it. Kept never, on
1: never, never dropped nothing. Just like kept on.
0: Well, I think it's because we don't we don't normally shoot geese that big. You know.
2: Um. But to elaborate on your shell deal, though, yeah, you, I'd say, like, for, for a beginner, I mean, you can't go wrong with, with two-shot or four-shot, or if you, on, and I mean, you everybody you ask, they're going to say a different thing, and they're going to, they swear by this brand, or, like, I remember we used to all swear by Heavy Shot. Yeah. And Heavy Shot's good, and then... You, like Bernie swears by Boss, but the thing about Boss is you gotta spend a little bit of extra money for it, which it's still good. And the cool thing about Boss is they do make a two, a uh, two four. The blend. Yeah, the blend. their their
0: big one's a three five blend. Or is it three Two five? four is okay. MigrA. That's their big one. Oh,
2: okay, so I was wrong. Yeah, and there is a lot of newer shell companies out that are pretty go- pretty solid, like MigrA. Yeah,
0: MigrA, Apex, Boss yeah. shot shells. Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah. yeah, What what else you got for us,
1: Zane? Uh the next question I have is I've been with I've been around you a lot hunting. I try to get sit close to y'all because I'm not a great shot and y'all can cover <laughs> me when I screw up. But is make you look better I guess. Well, it just like I don't know about that. Well, it's more so like when I miss, I know like hey, that bird oh, okay. could okay. still Play go down. Yeah. 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 But of the calls of like I know the purpose of the call is to mimic the birds that are in front of you to get them to come in. Yeah, But, like, you, how do you dignify and judge your the cadence that you're about to blow? So you're your talking rhythm.
0: about when to call and what to do. Correct. It's all you, boss. It's all me. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> he knows when to whistle. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm
2: going to let you answer this. I'm going to butcher a it. A
0: lot of people you know they talk about calling to them when their wings or their butt feathers are facing you so when the bird's coming at you don't call i don't find that always true you got to read the the attitude of the bird the um i don't know the mood they're in sometimes and sometimes you look up and there's just one dive bomb in the hole and you ain't made a a single sound out of it you know and and we get that a lot because we get a lot of gadwalls around here too and they'll just You'll look up, oh, hey, four-pack just eating They went
2: in, they're coming in. Yeah.
0: You know, there's not much to do there, but, you know, if you see them working, you can start hitting them with a little. You got to realize that there's, in every call, I guess this is the best way to explain it. In every call, there is something we could do as humans that is the exact same. So you got your teal whistles and and stuff like that and pinto whistle and widgeon and stuff like that, that those are all just happy hanging out calls, right? Whereas you got like a mallard hen when she's yelling, there's a greeting call. You know, they have the greeting cadence. They have, you know, whatever, just I'm comfortable with feeding call. There's, There's stuff that is actually, you know, relating to their actual presence. So that's what you're trying to put off. So if a bird is coming in hot and has clearly got that mood and they're liking what you're doing or they turn really hard whenever you hit that, you know, big hail call, comeback call, whatever, and they came back... They probably want your calling. They want you to keep, you know, sounding like happy ducks down there, keeping going. But the second you start seeing them flaring a little bit or kind of pulling off to the one side, maybe that means you need to back off. And so it's kind of just reading the bird, seeing what they're doing, and then with that you, re- you know, relate it to what you're doing. And so do you,
1: like, do you have just, like, a general cadence that you start out with, like, when you, when you see, like, a group, like, okay, there's a group over here. Let's start mm-hmm. something, like, to see what they – and just start going to know so and then kinda, see how they react and then go off of how you blow from there.
0: Kind of exactly what you just said. I, no. I kind of fill out the bird first. You know, if they're a bird and they're, you know, kind of looking at us, kind of circling, whatever, I might just start out with like, you know, feed call, just, you know, seeing what he likes, give him a, give him a couple little quacks, whatever. I, I've, I've told y'all many times that a five quack in a row, just doing that is one of the best things you can learn because you don't necessarily need to be doing a comeback calling all the well, time. Well,
2: another thing too, can I touch on that Yeah, absolutely. So like the other night, we're out on the lake bow fishing and all I hear is that meh, 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 mm-hmm. meh, meh, And I've heard you do that countless times. That's about as natural as you can get. Yeah. It's yeah. mimicking. It's just meh, 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 meh. The biggest thing that I've learned from him with calling is going and scouting and not just looking at the ducks but hanging around and just listening.
1: Being able to, to hear, they're hear how they're caught, call- like what, what they're What
2: they're doing, yeah. yeah. They, meh. No, they're not doing that. They're not doing that comeback call. People will still do that, and then you'll hear them do a little tugga-tugga, tugga-tugga, meh, 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 tugga-tugga, tugga-tugga,
0: meh 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 A
2: little feed call, a little bit of quack here and there. You can laugh at me all you want, but I. S-
0: no, I mean, he's dead on. He's dead on.
2: No, I'm not laughing at what you're saying. Laughing <laughs> at how I'm doing it?
1: Like, I was like... He's been talking for several pot about getting you to, and you're in here. Like, I, don't, you know- I don't know how to call as a I got you. I know everything yeah. to do, but I don't know how to call. No, he does. I can't yeah. do
2: the diaphragm stuff. I,
1: I got I, you. I can't get it down. He's the just
0: got to figure it out. You know, yeah. kind of. It's just going to take time, and that's how a lot of people are. You know, you may like. There's a deal with boys. with we turkey calling. Mm-hmm. There's a deal with turkey calling that people just have different sized mouths up top, and so you know you either have a wider uh mouth or at the top of your mouth or it's or it's skinnier and so you need wider turkey calls or or and so he's just got to figure out his own kind of where his you know air pressure's right you know getting everything in place and that's it but i would just say Represent the mood of the bird you're calling at. Read the bird. Try to read the Notice bird. Notice what they like. Notice what they don't like. Try things. Experiment. That's the best thing I can tell anyone whenever it comes to getting don't into duck hunting. Don't just be stuck on blowing yeah. the and same. We're getting to the, the end here, so I'll kind of I'll wrap it up with this one. But, I mean, just experiment with stuff. Don't be afraid to try new stuff. Don't be afraid to, hey, I'm not even going to pick up my mallard call this morning. I'm just going to grab my whistle, and I'm going to mallard drake, and I'm going to teal whistle and, and do that stuff. And I guarantee you it'll probably work. And so, you go ahead.
2: I was going to say, we're we're definitely going to have to touch back on this part, on on part part two of this, because, I mean, we've hit some keynotes, but we haven't really scratched the surface on it. You could go in-depth on shotguns, your gear, finding land, going about and getting permission, all that kind of stuff, because down here in Texas, it's hard to get... There's not much publicly other than your legs. You gotcha.
0: So, So, you think that this could be like a teaser? We'll do this as a teaser episode and then do a full length episode uh, of something I like would this? We can do a
2: full length on this one, but I think we could just do like a part one. Yeah, we can keep two. them up. Yeah, we, I mean, there's so much you could talk about this. Yeah.
0: Song. Great. That means I will be back. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. have you as our little. Uh, we'll have you here and in, here in there, but. Lab Rat. Experiment with stuff, guys. Go out there. Don't be afraid to try something new. Don't be afraid to do yep. something you've never done before to just look stupid for a moment so that you can be much more successful down the road.
2: You got three months to do it. So. Yeah,
0: you know, and... Figure it out. I mean... Or you
2: got three months to figure it out, I guess I should say.
0: You can't go wrong spending time in the woods. If you don't have a great day out there, you still say, spend time look, in the woods, Look at it's Bernie. time.
1: That boy just sat in his house blowing calls. Oh, yeah, and they, that's how he
0: how. He's
1: pretty from what i i don't know anything no, he's, but he's like, a lot better he's getting it, it doesn't better. sound obnoxious like some people that blow calls just <laughs> like, it doesn't sound like farts <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm like okay good for you
0: no but yeah we'll, we'll definitely keep these up and do some more stuff go out there get in the woods uh, enjoy your time learn new stuff that's the best way you can learn right there is just getting out there and, and getting experience under your belt but we'll definitely be here for the questions so if y'all got questions send them in the giveaway so we have to announce this real quick we have a giveaway that's going to happen on the 10th episode, okay? After the 10th episode, we will pick um, a person. What you have to do is you got to go follow us on Spotify and Apple on both either podcasts or. where we're, we're either at. Either or. Yeah, you can do either or. Whichever or one you, just... you listen to, you're right, because some people don't But My bad.
2: Give us a review.
0: Give us a review. Screenshot it or a rating. Rating or a review or both, whatever. Screenshot it and send it to us. Either no,
2: put it on your Instagram story, whatever the you want to do that. Is. Yeah, okay. Put on your story, we'll see it. Write your name down. Put it in our wheel. We'll
0: draw you. We'll draw them around, and we're gonna send you a couple hats. We're gonna
2: send you some merch. We're yeah, gonna we're leave gonna gonna it send there. You some merch. You can't, okay. You can't give them right. too much. Get right. get
0: Remember to tag when you post it on yes. your yes. story. Yes, tag us. Yes, tag us at Biscuit Waterfowl Co. And, uh, it's we'll a see it
2: shot of that five star or that review, whatever the case yep. may be, whatever you leave us. So, so
0: and, uh, y- you can throw your, your handle in there. If you want on the review, whatever you want, tell us who you are on Spotify or Apple. We'd love that as well. So well, we might even have you on. We might even, we just might. So y'all look out for that. Um, definitely be watching for that after the 10th episode. We enjoyed it. Zane, let me hit the ending. Let me you want to do the ending? All right. Let so me hit it. we enjoyed it. Zane, thank you for coming on and, thank uh, and giving people the, uh, New hunter experience for real for these, and we'll continue them uh, coming up. So, Zang, you and hiss with the ending. Bing
2: bong.